The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. Songhez on The Viewpoint. Tell me, 
Not yet Uhuru. Not yet Uhuru. Not yet freedom. Freedom in our lifetime. That's a rallying call. We'll hear a lot more about that and what it means for Ms. Patricia DeLille, the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure, the Minister and Leader of the Good Party. She's in studio. She's the co-host for this evening, 20th of August, 2019. It's 11 minutes past. It's time for us to get the ad break out of the way before we get going with Minister Auntie Pat. Wednesday evening at 7.30, present a search on 3, the Expresso Edition, heads to sunny Durban. Catch all the laughs and the talent as KZN hopefuls show off what they've got. Cool impress judges Roger Good, Tando Tabete and Dr. Musam Tombeni. It's your time to shine with Presenter Search on 3, Wednesdays at 7.30. Repeat Saturdays at 1 on SABC3. SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomabete on SAFM. A couple of months ago, we did promise that we would have Minister Patricia DeLille back as co-host. She said she would be happy to come back. And of course, on the 20th day of August, being Women's Month, Mr. Minister, I beg your pardon, Minister DeLille is my guest for the first bit before she becomes the co-host, where then we shall be in conversation with Professor Chope Williams, Elegbe of Stellenbosch University, serving as Head of Department of Mercantile Law and the Deputy Director of the African Procurement Law Unit, who together with Dr. Alison Anthony at UNISA, Senior lecturer there and at Stellenbosch University. Alison Anthony is a specialist in construction procurement law, deputy director of the African Procurement Law Unit, chairperson of a special interest group on public procurement, and she's the author of the first construction procurement law book to be released later this year. And of course, it goes without saying that public works, public infrastructure, infrastructure in general, the two professors, Shopee Williams Elegbe and Ellison Anthony, will be in conversation with the minister who will lead that discussion, and I'll just be on the periphery making sure that we honor time. But before we do that for about another five to ten minutes or so, let's have a conversation with the minister herself. Good evening, Auntie Pat. Welcome. Good evening, and good evening to all the beautiful people of our country. Certainly. Minister, you're in government now. You've, yes. I think, well, you're back in government, let me say, because for the most part you've been in government just serving yeah. in various capacities. How's this transition being like from city to ministry? I must tell you it's only just over two months, but it feels like two years already. Um, I have to learn as fast as I can. I have to deliver at the same time. I have to clean up the department. But, you know, it's such a great honor to to serve the people of South Africa. Uh, Public Works is the custodian on behalf of all our people, uh, of all the public land and all the public buildings. And so we have to look after that asset, you know, family silver, we have to protect it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we also have to see what contribution we can make with this asset. Um, so that we improve the lives of many of our people living in our country and to improve service delivery. Clean up the department is what you said. What do you mean by that? You know, um, unfortunately, the department doesn't have a good name. Um, Over many years, this has come. My predecessor, Minister Tulanesi, um, had tried very hard and he put very good systems in place to try and clean up uh, especially the corruption in our in our department. Now, um, you know, you can do a lot of things, but unless you put 
systems in place that can prevent and detect corruption. This will continue. And so I'm busy putting in those systems, uh, also making sure that we bring in contract management and we bring in consequence management so that people know there are consequences. So it's all about changing the systems and also bring in technology. You can do so much with technology today. Um, and that's why, that's why I'm so happy you introduced me tonight to Professor Williams. And thank you for that. Because, you know, it's like um, I bump into her tonight and then a, but in five minutes of a conversation, mm-hmm. we agree that she's going to help me. So thank you, Prof, for that. We'll get into that conversation and you will lead the discussion yes. with Professor Shope Williams-Elegbe, who needs a little introduction in the procurement circles, but mm. specifically in the department. I think she's got massive work that still lies ahead in that regard. But let's talk about the fact that... Um, I mean, it's in many respects unnecessary to go this route, but for the ease of the listeners at home who would want to know, what has it been like being the leader of an opposition political party sitting in cabinet? At what point can you really disagree? Because at a policy level, um, at a policy level, if you like, good might be different with the majority-led ANC cabinet versus being still at the end of it all, owning that policy because it is an ANC policy. You're a minister in an ANC-led government. Where are the battle lines drawn? What are the distinctions? To what extent can you be the opposition leader? At what point are you then the minister? So, so you know that our democracy is just 25 years old now. Over the past 25 years, we've produced many policies, but we've also produced the National Development Plan, and the whole country's got consensus around the National Development Plan which is not just based on specific policies, but it is how do we make sure that after all of these years, uh, stop concentrating just on policies, but actually implement. So I'm part of cabinet to implement, to implement, to implement and improve service delivery. So it is not that difficult. And I've always said that I'm prepared to serve my country in any capacity. And I have in the past 25 years of my life. Sure. Uh, because our constitution make provision for the rights that we now enjoyed. I mean, I, I've served at all three spheres of government, from mayor to MEC and now minister. And, and I've always maintained, um, it's not about me. It's about serving the people of this country. Peter Murray, as well as Musi Maimane, two persons you have worked quite a long time with and in the political space who are not new to you, have had views which are somewhat different to what you have just shared. Of course, their views, in my view, are not necessarily (laughs) consistent with what we have seen happening in government for the last 25 years. We have a clip. Let's listen to it, and then I'll allow you to respond, please, Minister. You know, I can't swear on camera, but to self, except to say, you know, I don't listen to fools. And that fools are entitled to their opinions, even if it's a wrong opinion. But what is wrong if fools use their opinions to judge? I'm here. I got a call from the president to serve my country. And to me, it's all about the people of this country. It's not about us as individual uh, politicians. We all have got a role to play, a constitutional role, and that is to build this country. And, and that is what I'm prepared to do. And, and he can continue screaming and shouting as loud as he wants. He can actually go up Table Mountain and shout from there. I, I don't care, really. As usually, he's talking a lot of rubbish. Uh, I don't think anybody's taking him serious. 
um, the DAs actually left themselves behind when there is a call from President Cyril Ramaphosa that's inspiring hope um, for all of us after nine wasted years to work together. And he himself said in Parliament that they are prepared to collaborate with government. So I, again, he's like Peter Murray, I don't take them serious. At what point was Musi a fool? Because at some point he was a political principal. When did he become a fool? When did you realize that? Oh, well, you know what? I'm not going to say you're going to spoil my appetite because I must still have my supper. But I can only say God forgive the fools because they don't know what they're doing. But why is he a fool? But he's a fool. He is a fool. Why? Why do you say that? But the way the way he behaves and the way, um, you know, I'm I'm not the one who like to play the woman card. Mm. If you call me a fool, I call you a fool back. Sure. In normal life, they say two wrongs doesn't make a right, but yes. in politics, it does. So I will continue to say he's a fool, and he can call me whatever he wants to call me, and he's entitled to his opinion, and I'm entitled to my opinion. Both him and Peter Maria are fools. Let's talk about Musi because you worked with him, you served under him. Yes. Was he a fool before May 2015 or after May 2015? No, Musi, as I would still like to know the real person. He is he, always acting. You know, I've never really. I was always hoping to discover this person who he really is. But because of the influence and the, the people around him that he's trying to be like rather than be himself, um, we will never know. And that's why I'm saying he's a fool. So in other words, somebody's pulling the puppet strings. Yes, of course. Have you an idea who that is or who they are? <laughs> well, there's a cabal. Uh, he knows the cabal that used him to take me on, so that it's like a black person, but behind him you had this uh, laptop boys, this white cabal, uh, who were really instructing him what to do. And unfortunately, they lost hopelessly. I won three high court cases. Uh, I'm suing the hell out of all of them. I've got four cases pending of things that they've said about me mm. because they were trying to... to um, to taint my name, you know, and to uh, damage my integrity. Yeah. But you still served under him. Yes, I served under him, but again, I served, I didn't serve him, I served the people of the city of Cape Town. Yes, 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 sure. Um, I mean, I was the mayor since 2011, and I got in through a almost, um, just over 60% majority. And this only mayor in the history of this of the city was re-elected with a two-thirds majority. So I, I don't see that what I've done for the people of the city of Cape Town is because of him. It's really because of my commitment to, to people. And you live to tell the tale because Prince Mangosutu Butelez of the IFP was also in government, as was Tata Mosibudi Mangena of Azapo, as well as Peter Ramalda of the Freedom Front Plus in prison. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm finalizing my third book. Um, I'm going to tell it all in that book. Uh, the book helped me really to get this thing out of my system, to tell the truth, to put the facts, to put emails, WhatsApps and things that I received. And I hope to launch my book before the end of December. Well, you know where to launch it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Minister, um, I think without further ado, because I mean, we, 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 we know you quite well. And I think mm. there's another aspect of Minister Patricia Delore that we don't know, and that's her capacity to host 
a show on SAFM as a co-host and engage industry and engage leading professors and leading voices, especially yeah. in a in a domain that obviously fits in squarely within your remit as the Minister yes. of Public Works and Infrastructure. And that's procurement because yeah. South Africa lives and dies by the procurement enterprise at national level as well as at municipal level. Yes. And if anything to go by what the Auditor General tells us every year with the MFMA reports and the PFMA reports, the country's in trouble and we just don't realize it. Yes. Um, We do have the necessary legal framework in place. There's the Municipal Finance Management Act and the Public Finance Management Act. So if you really, and all the legislation is there to facilitate service delivery. But um, what we see currently happening in government is that the way crooks have been able to manipulate the, regis- the legislation so they can steal with impunity. Uh, for instance, our tender systems, um, you know, the way people are using that very same good legislation yes. to, you know, jobs for pals and give work to, to companies that's not qualified to do the job them getting their percentage on it. So the procurement system need to be overruled so that we build in uh, counterbalances, you know, checks and balances that, that can prevent uh, the kind of corruption that we've seen in our procurement system. But also the procurement system is taking quite long, um, you know, especially when there's an emergency. There, there is a room in the legislation to go for a deviation mm-hmm. because of an emergency. But, you know, there are, there are many times where you have to follow due process yes. for compliance. Now, we want to comply. Uh, we want to work within the law. But if we can shorten the periods of what it takes to, uh, to finally get to a ward attender, but also build into the process uh, due diligence so that there's a person from outside that watch this process from A to Z. And we should also open up the procurement processes to the public. The public must come in and be able to sit and watch. That is what I've done in the city of Cape Town. Let's talk about opening things up. Let's talk about public procurement. It's 2025. The minister is now going to take over because some of the issues that she's raising as her concerns, well, she has an opportunity now to engage the country's finest. And just for introduction's sake, it's Professor Shope Williams Elegbe at Stellenbosch University. She's the deputy director of the African Procurement Law Unit as well as head of department of mercantile law. And on the line after that, we will also be joined in conversation with the two ladies here in studio, Dr. Alison Anthony, who will be on the phone. She She's at UNISA and Stellenbosch. This is how. She's a specialist in construction procurement law, deputy director of the African Procurement Law Unit, chairperson of a special interest group on public procurement, author of the first construction procurement law book to be released later in 2019, and she's a senior lecturer at UNISA, so she's straggling between the Cape and the capital. Let's hand over to you, Minister DeLille, and for those who want to contribute in this conversation, who want to call the minister and in any way contribute to this discussion and engage, 0891-104-2071, WhatsApp voice notes, 0614-104-107. My name is Songa Zomapete, and I'm going to keep quiet now, and the minister is going to engage, for now, Professor Williams-Elegbe, before Alison Anthony joins us on the phone.